Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, Debenhams Workers, a union has written to the Taoiseach informing him that the Debenhams Workers have rejected the Labour Court's suggestion dispute resolution between former workers and the British retail chain. The proposed document, brokered by the Labour Court's Kevin Foley, had suggested setting up a three million fund to provide ex-Debenhams Workers with training, education, career guidance and business startup support to try and get them back working again. Because many of them, of course, uh, you know, they wouldn't be spring chickens and, you know, they need to retrain and reskill because they may have worked in Debenhams for 20 or 30 years of their lives. So it's not that easy to get out and just get a job again. Workers have been shocked and deeply disappointed with the proposal and 91% of workers voted to reject it. Mandate Trade Union Jerry Light informed uh, Taoiseach Michal Martin it, it, it's uh, not the blind desire of our members to remain on picket lines during a national health emergency in the middle of winter, uh, but they are absolutely determined to do so until they achieve what they believe to be just a fair uh, settlement to their dispute. Now look, for those who don't know, of course, Debenham workers have been on protest stroke strike for the last 10 months. It probably goes down in history now. It's one of the longest protests, so stroke strikes around. A thousand workers lost their jobs um, in Dublin, Cork, Galway, Limerick, Newbridge, Tralee and Waterford. And they're still out there, essentially on the picket lines, uh, waiting to see what happens or trying to force what happens. Uh, Brian Roach is a former Debenhams worker and he joins me on the line. Brian, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Noel. How are you? Brian, where are we now? I mean, obviously this has been rejected. The three million fund was rejected. The million quid earlier on, that settlement was rejected as well. Uh, at the moment, you're in a situation where you get state uh, redundancy, which is two weeks per every year that you've been there. That's as much as you're going to get, according to the state anyway. So where do we stand? Well, the, 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 the dispute continues. Uh, we're in kind of a limbo now. Obviously, as you've just highlighted, the... Um, we had a ballot and it was rejected virtually unanimously. About ninety-one percent of them, yeah. Well, yeah, I say virtually, and not 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 totally. But, um, yeah, well, so we, we got to go back. To, we got to go back to the government and see what they say. You know, a word that's been used quite a lot throughout this dispute is the word precedent, and there's been many precedents have been set. Uh, Trillo here, you know, I mean, Debenham set a precedent when they took advantage of COVID and tourist size to sack us all with a generic email. Uh, the way know, there's no doubt, and we covered it extensively at the start. The way it was done was very underhand, yeah. um, and it was it was bad form considering most of the people who had lost their jobs were there a long time and good loyal exactly, members yeah. of staff. But the, there was an argument at the time that Debenhams were financially in trouble long before COVID nineteen came along. Well, well, possibly, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the ground level where that we worked that we we wouldn't necessarily have known that. Uh, but but yeah, so the but. Like Debenhams, for example, in, in, in Dublin had four stores. Right? If, if it was struggling, there could have been the potential there. If we didn't have COVID, there could have been the potential there to possibly close a number of stores, not just in Dublin, but throughout the country. But to, if they'd have taken that uh, road, then they would have had to arbitrate, they would have had to negotiate and pay people redundancies. But in this way, this was an opportunity, and they just pulled the plug on the whole thing. And, and the thing about it is, now, what's frustrating for us, is that they've been let do it. Now, I know we've had a pandemic, of course. That's takes Which makes it, by the way, more difficult for you guys to get attention and to get the attention Absolutely, that you deserve, yeah, and I get I mean, that. Yeah, because during the course of the protest, on a number of occasions, um, police uh, approached people, you know, you can't be here, you can't be doing this. So we've been kind of stymied all along. And then one you know, or two of you were arrested at one stage as well. And uh, Yes, indeed, yep. yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's fair to say when on Taoiseach, 
in a seemingly, at the time, uh, progressive move when he appointed the, the mediator, a lot of people kind of got their house built up with this man, a very experienced man from the uh, labor relations background, was going to sort this thing out. And as you, again, as you pointed out, he came along and the best seemingly that can be offered to everyone is a three million euro training fund. But we're already entitled to avail of existing training funds. So there's nothing special there. Yeah, the state you know? has existing training funds for people who are out of work. Of course they have. The Department of yeah. Social Welfare and the IDA and many others have training funds mm. and funds there. So really, what is it, you know, Brian, that the workers are looking for? Well, per- firstly, they want to get their possessions back because I believe some workers' possessions are still in the lockers and work. Yeah, they? well, that, that's, that's, a very, that's a very key point, Niall. You know, on the 23rd of March of last year, when the, the then government, the Africa's government, made the decision to close down on essential retail, I, I personally wasn't in work that day. I was on time off. And uh, so, like everybody, we didn't know where we were going. That's where we were called. We thought we'd be going back in. In actual fact, we were led to believe by the former chief executive of, of Debenhams in the UK that we would be going back. And then, you know, so whatever was left in our lockers on, on the premises, we thought we'd go back and get access to. And we never have. And throughout this whole campaign, the liquidators have stated quite categorically that they feel if they allow former staff members back onto the premises, that we're going to occupy it. And I, I personally... But could they not come up with an arrangement to allow you as one they, by they, one they to go in? To. They, they don't appear to. The mandate union have approached them and said, no, from a legalistic standpoint, we can't do anything. I know our individual... Uh, former colleagues have approached on Garda Shere Khan about this and there is a I know I, I, I was in a similar situation many many years ago in a nightclub that I worked in I used to leave my yeah. CDs there and they went yeah. into they were going into liquidation and I had mm. found out just before it happened and flew in and got my stuff out just yeah. before I mean, it, it, so it's a very it's difficult a situation yeah but okay but I mean, what, what example, is it Jerry or, or should I say Brian what is it that you're actually looking for or what is it that the workers actually want now what they're entitled to at the moment by law unfortunately like the Cleary's workers because we've mm. seen this happen before is, you know, two weeks statutory redundancy for every year that you've been there, which is not an awful lot of money when you've been in a place for 25 years and devoted your life to it. And, and particularly if you're, you know, if you're hitting 50 or 60 years of age and there's a yeah. very little opportunity of getting yourself a good job outside of that. And again, getting back to the, what you're saying there and, and the whole retraining thing, I mean, again, I said this respectfully, I have a number of colleagues who are of a certain age that upskilling and retraining is virtually no use to them. Yeah. You know, I know ageism is a thing and we, it's, it's illegal or whatever, but it, it's there and it happens. And perhaps so, what, so what is it, Brian, that, that what is it the workers would be happy with that would end this dispute within, well, you know, and make everybody reasonably happy at the end of it? Well, getting back to precedence, okay, you know, it's been, if I can just say, uh, the Taoiseach and last week, uh, the Tarnish dimensions, oh, you know, we are standing by the evidence workers, we, we gave them the statutory. We're entitled to that. You know, that's the, the yeah, of course, as everybody is. Definition the word statutory yeah. is. So they're, they're making it out that they've done us a favour by giving us that. We're enti- as, as workers and taxpayers, we're entitled to that anyway. What people want is the two weeks agreed redundancy that was in place. Now, this Kevin Foley gentleman has turned around and says that agreement is no longer legally binding. There's a surprise because all the way through this, everything has been stacked in favour of Devlin's and not us. You know, again, and, and to remind people, by the way, Devlin's is still open on the UK and they still trade online as well. So, yeah. It, yeah, so it's not as if the well, company aren't making trading online here. Oh, now. they're, they're finished trading online. Part of it, yeah. I think maybe perhaps part of it was in back then was kind of the way Brexit has worked out as well. But you can go to Derry, you can go to Newry, you can go to Belfast when the shops are open and shop no problem. Mm. But the, talking about precedence, if, if the government can find three million somehow, and as you pointed out also, uh, the liquidators stated in late summer there was a million euros there, uh, despite the fact that they're allegedly getting a fee of 4.6 million for this process. You know, we're not intractable here. 
you know. There, there See, the, the argument there. is, Brian, and I agree with you, by the way. I don't be- I believe the workers should be looked after. Um, but the other argument is, and there's many other companies, and, and you were just representative of many people who have lost their jobs during COVID-19 in these kind of situations, right? And there are mm-hmm. other outlets, as you well know, that closed down in a similar fashion during the COVID-19 uh, and use this as an opportunity to abuse their workers. But the argument is, if the government turn around and say, well, okay, let's make a fund of three million available, we'll split it up amongst a thousand workers or whatever it happens to be, give them an extra few weeks redundancy, that sets a precedent as well, that everybody else in that same situation from now and going forward says, well, hold on, Debenham's got it, why can't we have it as well? And okay. is, that, is that the problem for the state? No, I mean, do, do, you, do you not agree, though, that, I mean, we're living in unprecedented times, right? The government were faced, <coughs> excuse me, the government were faced with this. You know, we feel, I feel that the government have a degree of responsibility to us is because they gave this company the platform to do what they want. And I think there's potentially other unscrupulous employers out there waiting to do the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, they already, and some already have, Clearies, yeah. yeah. goes back to Cleary's, you know, this, this Duffy Cattle report, it's been fudged around and sat on the fence. And aside from the, the benefits, as it were, to what the devil is always looking for, this is a watershed moment. You know, we see... You know, the, the classic, use the English parlance, that, that the high street retail, that's virtually dead in its knees. So there's potentially a lot of other workers in retail looking down the same barrel or the same gun as that we are, who they're just turn around, oh, we're finished trading, we can't this, we can't that, and everybody's out on their ear. And, and this is what we're fighting for. It's not just about money in your pocket or redundancy, and I'd like to make that point now. It's predominantly women. Nile, as you know, I know, yeah. Elderly middle who out in all, all areas who worked in Roche stores and then Debenhams, of course, because they were taken yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've got two female colleagues, and in the particular shopping centre that I worked, that we worked in, they're thirty years each working there. You know, and this this could be in going forward. This could be anyone's mother, anyone's sister, anyone's aunt. Put in this position. And, and by the way, can I point out, there was also families that worked there. There was mothers course, and daughters yeah, and everything absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was the same in the store I was in and, and virtually around the country. So, you know, what we're trying to do is get what we feel is... is and, and, and I don't deny you that. I, for a minute, Brian, I don't deny you that. I, but, I, but I do equally understand the position that the government are in. They're in a difficult position because that is, as you say, the statutory redundancy is two weeks. And if mm. the government changed that for one set of workers, it becomes a problem <laughs> in the future. And I get, I get what you're saying under these extreme circumstances. We're not living in normal times. I get all that as well. Mm. But, but, it, but, it, there, but there, I think there's difficulties legally in doing that. Well, well, naturally there is, because, I mean, we, we've established that this is, there's somebody calling the phrase a tactical insolvency. But can I say, in relation to the statutory redundancy, you know, Michael Martin didn't put his own hand in his own pocket, have a whip around with Finnegan and Fianna Fáil. You know, when the sale of the stock is concluded, the first people in line, the main preferential creditors, is going to be the government, is, is revenue. The revenue commissioners. Well, that's always no, the case, so yeah. So whatever they gave us, they're, they're going to get it back to either fully or to a certain degree. No, 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 I, no, and I get that. And by the way, that's always the case when it comes to liquidation or insolvency. That the, the, the revenue are always the first people to be paid, unless somebody else has a judgment ahead of the revenue, which wouldn't be the case in your case. But Brian, I do wish you well, and I wish the workers well, and I do hope this gets resolved because I don't like to see anybody in the situation and being abused the way you guys have been abused over the last ten months. Are you planning on staying? Well, you're going to keep protesting until this is resolved. Oh yeah, I mean we're going to keep protesting. I mean, in, in a sense, I mean here we are now in 2021. As far as industrial relations are concerned. It would be 1921 or 1821, such as the level of power that, um, that employers have 
over mm. unions, it would seem, and, and over the workers. So the dispute continues. Um, where we go from here, obviously the government have to come back. They, they, they know that we rejected the vote. Uh, and just got to kind of wait and see. And by the way, keep up the funny videos, Brian, by the way. Yes. Keep up the I saw the video of you suggesting that you were going to drill a tunnel into one of the oh, shops. <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, okay. Yeah, didn't anyone anyone saying that really? Okay, yeah, just a little bit. You know, if you don't if you don't laugh, you cry. That's it, absolutely. Keep the spirits up, Brian, and to all the workers of Debenhams and all the other companies, by the way, uh, who have lost their jobs during COVID nineteen and these unprecedented times, as Brian rightly points out. I, I all I wish you all the best, and I hope you get what you're looking for. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.